Could you use a quick tip daily? How about a tip that can impact your day? My name is Rafael. Join me as I bring you tips by experts around the world. These experts have shared their knowledge and wisdom with me and will directly share them with you. Make sure to subscribe, like, follow, and comment, and I would love for you to become part of the New Tip Daily community. Good morning, good morning, happy Thursday. Welcome back to New Tip Daily, episode number 154. Man, we're really climbing. Thank you for for joining me today, or if you're watching the replay. So today is Meditation Thursday. I want to start by the 12th Action Plan and 365 Dow. As you guys know, we are reading from this book, 365 Dow. And today, we're reading on shaping. So, potter at the wheel. From centering to finished pot, form increases as options decrease. Softness goes to hardness. When a potter begins to throw a pot, she picks up of clay, shapes it into a rough sphere, throws it onto the spinning potter's wheel. In the land of, I'm sorry, in the land, I center and I and she must carefully begin to shape it until it is smooth. Then she works the clay, stretching and compressing as it turns. First, it is a tower. You can only imagine, you can only see that thing going big. Then it is like a squat mushroom. Only after bringing it up and down several times, does she slowly squeeze the revolving clay until its walls rise from the wheel. Then she cannot go on too long, for the clay will begin to tire and then sag. She gives it the form she imagines, then sets it aside. This process takes several days until desired pot is finished. Let's discuss the process we go through to shape other things in our lives. What is the process when we consider shaping the person we want to be? Do we, who's at the potter's wheel? When we're trying to shape our lives, how we do things, the way we shape our lives. Do we want to be an avid reader? Do we want to be more vocal? Do we want to express ourselves? A lot of people who lack communication skills don't don't start yelling at me or sending me hate stuff, but I'm going to say what I think. You may disagree, and that's cool. 
I think people who curse a lot lack the use of better words. I said it. People who curse a lot don't really know how to express themselves, but with vulgarities. Things that some people said to me, oh, the reason I curse is because I want to drive my point home. Well, if you knew how to use the language you're given, you can. Guess what? You can express yourself and probably way better than the curse words you may use. Now, a lot of people have it ingrained in them that if they hurt their finger or they're doing something, they curse out. It's because those are the words at the top of your mind. Those are the words that are going to flow out. What if you started to shape the words that rise out and up first? Shape them so you have better words, more words that will truly express. Like instead of FFF bomb, say, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that. I mean, I'm just expressing a different way or just saying, ouch, instead of cursing. Um, when you're angry with somebody, communication is really the key to comprehend, comprehension. If we just curse somebody out, there's no dialogue. Just one person cursing and the other one may be cursing back and it's just there's no dialogue. There's no communication. There's only anger and we're going to build up the wrong emotions. But if we can learn to express ourselves, that's how we can shape who we are, who the world sees us. Don't get me wrong. As a kid, I hung out with kids who cursed all the time. So what do you think I did? I cursed. Yeah. I really barely, if anything, use any curse words. I realize that there's a better way for me to communicate. I shaped my mind. I shaped my mind to find better words than curse words. I also shaped my mind because I was around people when I was younger. <clears throat> excuse me around people who gossiped. And then guess what I started doing? Oh my gosh, I started gossiping. I don't like gossip because they're half truths. It's only one person's opinion or maybe what you saw or what you, you know. I rather go out based on facts, so I don't like gossip. I don't gossip. But when I was younger, I thought that was the right thing to do. But then once I started shaping my mind to have better words, then I realized that the words I use can hurt people. And that's gossiping. So gossiping can hurt somebody. You may be saying things that you heard third party, fourth party, fifth party. And therefore, you're not doing any justice to anyone, including yourself. Because people, believe it or not, would I trust somebody who gossips? 
No, I would not. You know why? Because whatever I say to them, they're going to go tell somebody else, even if it's a private matter. Why would I want to share anything with anybody who gossips? So trust leaves if you're a gossiper. People will not trust you, but they will use you. If I want a lot of people to know about something, I'm going to talk to a gossiper because they're going to go tell everybody. So can we use a gossiper for our benefit? Yeah, we could, but should we? Mm, that is the question. We should not use people. We should empower people. We should help and guide them. That's the person I'm shaping myself to be every day. Don't get me wrong. I influence myself every day. How do I communicate? Why am I even doing this show? Why am I bringing different tips, ideas, concepts? Because this show allows me to share so many different tips I've heard along my life. I've been fortunate that I actually know how to use these things called ears. That's right. And a lot of times, if you speak all of the time, you never allow great information to enter your ears because the only information you're going to hear is your own and you will never hear someone else. Right now I am speaking because I'm the only one on this broadcast who can speak. But if you're on here, you know what you could do? You can send me a message. You know, if you're on Facebook, if you're on YouTube, if you're on LinkedIn, if you're on any platform, type in a message. Let me know what you think, what your thoughts are, if you have a new tip, anything like that. So how do we shape our lives? It's by the actions. It's that simple. What actions are you doing today that shape your tomorrows? What actions are you taking so when somebody looks at you, when somebody thinks of you, when somebody hears of you, so those are three ways that people can get to know you. They see you. They hear you. Right? They hear you. They see you. And what else? They feel your presence. They feel your presence. Because your energy, when you walk into a room, will let people know if you're a positive person or a negative person, if you come in with a smile, if you come in all grumpy and yelling at people, that that's going to tell somebody that those are the, we call them first impressions, but sometimes they're lasting impressions. Sometimes the first impressions are lasting impressions. So how do you change somebody's mind who already has an impression about who you are by your actions. Continue to change your actions for the better. And eventually, somebody who had a first impression of you may hear about you from someone else. They may see something you've done 
So these are the ways that we have to shape our lives. We want to shape the lives of young minds because what kind of world do we want to live in? A world like the one we have now or a better world? That's the question you have to ask yourself. If you think that your role in life is only to help yourself, I'm sorry for you. But I believe everyone's role is to help one another, help one another, so we can shape our future together. It takes a village to raise one person. And imagine if more villages raised that one person to be a great person, to be a thinker, to be well, thinking is not enough, but also a thinker and a doer, right? Two things, a thinker and a doer, because the first thing that we have is a thought that's thinking. But then, and that could also be knowledge, right? If you tell no one about it, it's stuck in you. So if you have a great thought, share it. If you have a great tip, share it on here. If you consider that your actions, your thoughts, once you actually, your thoughts, you put them into actions, they may change the trajectory of your life, of your family's life, of your community, maybe even the world. You know, behind me, you can see, actually on this side, you can see the Rubik's Cubes, right? I have two of them. When the Rubik's Cube first came out, I was a little kid, right? I started messing around with it. And the fastest I was ever able to do it without looking things up, just I figured it out, was 34 seconds. And I thought that was fast. There are people now who are doing it in like six seconds, which is beyond belief. But the gentleman that created the Rubik's Cube did it to help a select few, only his class. He wanted to teach them about architecture. So he created this thing. Guess what? It took him a month before he could solve it. It, it took him a month the first time he solved it. Uh, it took me many times, probably longer than that, before I can get to that 34 seconds. But his actions have made a big impact in the world. And I'm going to tell you why I, I believe the Rubik's Cube is probably one of the best and most creative inventions of our time. It is a, it's beyond genius because it is not a mechanical toy, but it is a mechanical toy. It doesn't require power, but it does create algorithms. And algorithms are amazing. Without algorithms, we wouldn't figure things out. We wouldn't be able to send people to space. We wouldn't be able to have the internet. We wouldn't have, you get it? So it created algorithms. Now, at first he didn't realize what he created. He did it just to help his students see how to create and build something how to take something and, and visualize. It was all about visualization. So what happens? 
it was a big fad and people put it away because it's difficult to do. If you take a Rubik's Cube, it's not so easy to do. But guess what? Later on, a woman, might have been a young lady, I don't know her name. I apologize to both the creator and this woman who figured out, I believe there's 54 algorithms in how to solve the Rubik's Cube. By doing that, by doing that, she brought back the Rubik's Cube because people said, oh, all I have to do is do an algorithm. So when we thought, think about algorithms, we, our body has algorithms. We have rhythms within our body. Our heartbeat creates a rhythm. So when we, today's Meditation Thursday, so shaping, how do we shape our mind to focus? I know I was talking about the Rubik's Cube and the algorithms and this young lady figured out this 54, but there's, there's rhythms and if you will, an algorithm to meditation. The most important one is your breath. So what I wanna do right now, is go ahead and light my incense. I have a short incense today. And when we consider the breath that we take, every breath, every breath that we take is rhythmic is there's an algorithm to it, if you will. So I do, I do a four sequential breath pattern, right? So we breathe in, that's one. We hold it, that's two. We let it out, that's three. We hold it again, that's four. So we're going to think of creating a box or a rectangle, right? Now, I haven't talked to you about a rectangle yet, but this is going to require more space. But I think that you need to create the box first because it's all even. A box is even, right? A rectangle is not even. Only two sides are even. So two sides and these two sides are even. Let's think about this being two sides are three inches and the other sides are five. There's your rectangle. So you can create this once you have mastered a little bit. Mastered is a, is a crazy word because to master something takes, I believe, many, many years. But let's say you, you got the rhythm, the, the idea of one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. One, two, three. Maybe you take it up to 10, 15, 20. Now, let's create a different rhythm for our breathing pattern. Let's say you do that three by five rectangle, right? So you go three breaths in. Hold it for five. Let it out in three. Hold it for five. And you do that, right? Now, reverse that. 
So you take breath in for five, hold it for three, let it out for five, hold it for three. And of course, you can increase that number at any given time. So think about the patterns we can create, the breath, just thinking of your breath. And now you don't have to sit with your, your legs crossed. Uh, you can do the standing, you can do this laying down, you can sit on a comfortable. You don't have to meditate in a cross-legged with your hands like this all the time. And um, okay, don't, don't get me wrong, there's meditation places where you do go do that, and that's what it's all focused on. But you don't need to do that every day. Once in a while, that would be really cool for you to do and experience. There is such energy. And there's also, you know, the meditation bowls. Okay, so think about the meditation bowls, they're making a sound. So you have sounds create this pattern, this energy. So that's, that's pretty cool. Um, I, I have a bowl coming. And when I do that, I'm going to, I'm going to use it once in a blue in these sessions. So we want to create something that takes our mind away from all the stresses that we have in life. You need to de-stress. I suggest every day, sometimes more than once a day. Listen, let's say you're at work, right? And you have to go to the restroom, whether it's number one or number two, doesn't matter. You can take that time to go into the restroom. And if it's number one, Focus on your breath as you urinate. Focus on the breath. I'm not trying to gross you out. I'm just trying to tell you that that takes your mind away from the work you're doing. You're going to go back to work in about a minute and a half, maybe. So do that. If it's a number two, you can sit there and meditate and focus and think about what your body has to go through in order for you to eliminate the excess that your body does not need. So we can meditate anywhere. And the reason we want to meditate is to focus on something else, something that is out. Focus on you, internalize, feel your breath coming in. Focus. Sometimes you can even, listen, if you want to meditate on a solution to a problem, that's also good, by the way. Let's say I have a math problem and, and I'm a teenager in, in school and I'm working on cal calculus or geometry or whatever it is. And Nobody at home can help me with this problem, but I know I have to somehow figure it out. I'll read it several times. And then what I'll do is I'll close my eyes and then I'll picture, you know, X, A. What does that mean? What is the X? What is the A? What is the B? Where is C falling? So I can meditate on one of the numbers, portion of the formula, and truly try to understand that formula one step at a time. 
what happens is when we see a formula, we see the whole thing. And that's where we get boggled down with this stuff is too hard. I can't deal with this. It's too difficult. It's not. Remember when you learned to read? Did you learn to read a whole sentence or a paragraph first? Or did you learn the alphabet? What did you learn at first? What was the first letter you learned? It was A, right? And then later on, you're singing it. <laughs> you're singing it. So it's kind of cool because now you're saying, won't you sing with me? Right? So here's the other thing that's really cool about learning the alphabet. If you do it in a school setting or if you do it anywhere where it becomes a song, here's the beautiful part of that. You are asking to include other people in the process. So connections. So meditation is a connection with you. Because then you can connect with others. Thank you for being here. And remember, we can shape who we are today so we can have a better outcome tomorrow. Remember, every day you can get that much better. Every day. It takes a little bit of work. It does. But you can do it. I want to thank you for being here with me today. I truly, truly appreciate you. Do me a favor. If you like these shows, let me know. Like, subscribe. Go to my YouTube. Subscribe on my YouTube. Let me know on my Facebook. Go to anywhere that you find me on my social media, say hi. Listen, I just, this morning, I woke up to a friend of mine. He wants me to be a speaker in my country, in Colombia, South America. He asked me if I would do this, and I said it would be an honor. So why is it that he reached out to me? Because of my actions. So, yes. Will I be a speaker in Colombia, South America? Absolutely. It'll be an honor. By the way, I have not been back to Colombia since I was eight years old. We'll see what happens, right? I don't even know if it's a virtual event or a live in-person event. Either way, I will bring my A game. A, B, C. I will bring it all from A to Z, and then I'll ask you to join me as well. Thank you so much for being here today. I truly appreciate you. Make tomorrow great because of what you've done today. So make today exceptional and keep getting better every day. God bless, and I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Take care.